John, you were surprised that our friends didn't listen to our podcast. Is that yeah. because the number yeah. of listeners we have, you just assumed they were all of our friends? No. But I would think that if you were had friends that were really interested in your life, that how could you record a podcast and them not listen? I don't consider them friends. It's just me. Listen, and I could be wrong, but I don't consider them friends. The people that listen are friends. The other ones, fuck, pooey, or whatever you say. Yes. What breakfast of yours was that? I am drinking a banana smoothie with protein powder in it. How are you? From where? Where'd you get that? Wawa. Joy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You can do boosts when you... Um... Do they give you a non-sugar option on that? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. No, but Never I am going to start cutting my sugar down big time. I am going to start adding sugar. I've I've been oh. holding steady at my 10 pounds. There's we've nothing come, I could do. To, we've come full circle. Yeah, there's nothing I could do to lose another one. There's nothing I'm going to, well, there's a lot I could do to gain it. But And one of those things is eat that f- full box of Fruit Loops in my pantry. How yeah. are you? Fruit How have you been? Fruit Loops are so gross. I'm all right. Yourself? Long Thank time you. no see. We just saw each other like five days ago. It was really fun. Did you have fun? Yeah. It was just dinner, but it was fun. It's always fun having dinner with you. Yeah. And your boys. It was funny. Scott, on the way to bed, Scott was like, like, I just put Isaac to sleep. We were just sitting there doing nothing. And he just was like, I love them. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of had the same. So nice. That was really nice. I love them. That was really nice. That's so nice. It is nice. It's nice when you like your friends and don't, you know, hate them. Well, that's good. That's what you said on the last podcast. You should try having a baby with somebody you like. (laughs) You should try sharing friends that you actually like and not feel like it's work to go out with them. And Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the dream. I've never been happier. It so was good. It, was good. it was really good. Yeah. So um, uh, so July 4th, so we didn't see fireworks, but it turns out down the street they have fireworks. They, I guess, set them off near the DuPont Country Club because we can hear them very, very clearly from our house. And it was like thunder, like never ending thunder for a half hour, which was, was fun. Yeah, my dogs loved it. They loved it a lot, my dogs. Did they? No. No, they fucking hate that. I want to know when it's over because even last night there was in the background. I mean, is it this country's infatuation with blowing shit up? Like what yes. what is it? I'm sure that's it. And I mean I mean Isaac like on his he was like, I like fireworks when I go to bed. And that was it. <laughs> he was done. I love that you take him to the pool and he gets lots of sun and he kind of gives up naps and he can he can hit the bed hard now and go to sleep mm-hmm. like he means it and he last. does. Well, last is uh, not exactly happening. Like late the last week, like I've been we've both been sleeping soundly and like even last night he was he had Benadryl and um I don't know when he came in. Oh, I just okay. wake up in the middle of the night and he's there and I don't know when he's coming in. So I'd like to be able to say, oh, he sleeps in his own bed, but. He doesn't for the whole night, but I have no idea when that's happening. Is there a way to reward him for spending the whole night in his bed? I think it would hurt his feelings right now. But yes, there probably is. You have no idea how quickly kids get over hurt feelings at age three. I mean, he says things like, I just want to be with you guys and I need you. Yeah, but we're sleeping. But he's not waking me, obviously. Yeah, that's true. So it's hard to say that it's a problem, you know. 
All right. So when he's got his first girlfriend and she's sleeping over home yeah, from college and the sure two of them happen. and the two of them crawl into bed with you and say they just wanted to be near you. You created this monster. <laughs> Come I on, mean, guys. Come on, guys. I'm not creating. He goes to bed on his own. It's just that he doesn't stay there. I mean, can I'm you, sure he'll eventually stay there. He'll sleep more soundly or something. I don't know. Can you tell our dear listener why he was cracked out on Benadryl? Nate did it until he was like six. Um, He was cracked out on Benadryl because he got bug bites that he apparently is allergic to getting bug bites or at least this certain type of bug. And like his ear swelled up to the size of a dinner plate. Like he woke up and was like, and, and I looked at him and it was like that same reaction in the movie Hitch, where Will Smith sees himself after eating now, peanuts. I saw that picture. First of all, that His is... ear, though, I was like, damn, what is happening here? Like, I mean, no, I know it wasn't that bad, but that's how I felt when I saw him. <laughs> my boy, my precious oh! boy. Yeah. <laughs> my perfect baby, what happened to your head? It was bad. I mean, I already knew that the bug bites on his legs were pretty wealthy. But so anyway, so I had to take him to the doctor. So And I couldn't get him in until one. So we couldn't record yesterday. So yeah, he was all hopped up on Benadryl. And he was like, this stuff makes me sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could, it could have had the opposite effect. Benadryl could go either way. It's either... I know. I was which, very scared. Yeah, <laughs> he could have gone off the rails on a crazy train. On a crazy train, yeah. Uh, yep, I know. So I was very lucky that it didn't do that. Thank God. Oh, and then we went berry picking on Saturday also, which was really fun. The berries what kind are- of berries did you pick? We went to um, Lynn Villa and picked blue and raz berries. We, we love Lynn Villa. We used to do well. We used to go apple picking every fall. But apple picking for Stuart and his friends, it's I a love co- picking. No, no, no. It's a contact sport for them. You can't what? turn your you can't turn your back on any of them. You have to see them at all times. Why? Because they take your apples? No, they try to kill you with apples. You're just walking along. Even when we had little kids, that's we would, not nice. That's why we don't go anymore. <laughs> they would they would do it in college too. They would just peg the shit. It's worse than paintball. They would just peg the shit out of each other, and not with like good apples you got from the tree, but like the sick ones on the ground that are half eaten with worms. They would just pick them up and just that's pelt. disgusting. They would pelt the shit out of you. It was you, it's brutal. It's you know brutal. at Lynn Villa they gather all those up and then for a quarter they have a big slingshot and you can fire them into the forest. Well those are the one yeah the better pay because those are the ones they make cider out of the ones that are on yes. the ground. Also yes and then, probably pie. And then cider donuts. Oh. Mm, I do have some in my kitchen right now that no one will eat because we're all afraid of sugar. So Afraid um, of? Well, it's like we're trying not to eat sugar, and yet I bought donuts. It was stupid. I shouldn't have bought them. I do think it's the perfect food, though. They yeah, are. So we stopped that for a while. We stopped all kinds of picking. We're like, you know, peach picking. Like, he won't. Uh-uh. And once he gets out there and there are low trees, I think there's something in the air that makes him feel like he has to hit someone. Mm-hmm. So even when we had little kids, like, I'd be walking with Mallory, lifting her up to pick a peach or an apple, and out of nowhere, something would just miss us. And I'm like... Stuart, I would freak out. I'm like, I have the children. And I'd hold Mallory up as like a shield because he would never hit her. You would never hit the baby, would you? But yeah, he's, they were, it's all of his friends used to do Not cool, man. Um, That's not cool. So over July 4th, I guess, uh, one of Stuart's friends went to Dutch Wonderland. Has Isaac been there yet? Uh, No, I've not taken him to Dutch Wonderland yet. Yeah, so the Cherry Cherry Crest Farm and Dutch Wonderland, he took his five-year-old 
there and I mean, I began to appreciate like hanging out with you guys and I began to appreciate that Stuart has friends that I really, really like. I mean, he has his friends who were like, we're, we're all friendly with and, and they're, they're good people and they're periphery friends, but he has this, he has this group of friends that I really, really, really like and we don't That's ever nice. get to see because they're all over the place. And I mean, there are two that I would trust with my kids. Um, and the rest, not as much, but I still love them. Like they, he has this, we, we used to do in college, we used to do, or after college, Friends Thanksgiving. And Stuart was so Thanksgiving. Je- yeah. So Stuart was so jealous of that. And I've lost contact and it got bigger, um, with other people and it, I kind of let it go a little. And now he's picked it up with his friends. And now every, other, every year we have a gathering. Every other year it's just men somewhere and, Every other year, it's families. And since we're the only people who really tend to say, let's do this, we usually host it. And I think we're doing it again this year. But he, Stuart had a friend come over with his wife and daughter. And I mean, I, I love his friends. And I really wish, you know, when I left college and I left my parents, I was excited to be away. I don't have to ever go home. I kind of wish I was closer to people that I really like to make the life easier make me want to leave the house more (laughs) make me because I left the house we went out to dinner we had a great time so that's twice in a week I went with you I I went with uh this well his name is Russ I went with Russ and and his wife and daughter and we just had such a nice time talking to grown-ups and being grown up and I thought is part of it because my kids are away I miss being a grown-up do you well you must (laughs) just kidding Mom, 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 mom. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's part of it because my kids are away though that I don't feel like, oh, I have to get home because I have to get my kids somewhere or model a behavior that's not a girl coming home drunk from dinner or something. Like, what is it? Why is it that all of a sudden I'm truly appreciating grown up and grown up time? Um, Because when you're talking to teenagers, there's always an underlying atmosphere of tension, of push and pull, of you're not doing the right thing, of them trying to get away with something. It's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. Nice to have, it's nice to have a conversation where no one is trying to put one over on you and you're not, you know, and to their defense where no one's trying to get them to do something they don't fucking feel like doing right then. Right, right, right. That's John's defense of my kids, by the way, not just yours. Right. Um, but we talked about not our kids. You know, it was so nice to be grownups. Do you have friends, your, well, actually for both of you, I guess, do you have friends of Scott's that you can go out with and not talk about Isaac and not talk about your, not talk about Nate and not talk, do you have friends like that where you could just be you again? Mm. I phrased it as your partner's friends, but John, I guess that goes for you too. Like you have friends you said that you lost friends in that divorce and in a stupid friend's wife giving you the black ball yeah, the, the thing is my kids are older now so we don't really you don't have to talk about them but it seems like when you have a young child you're, they're doing so much weird yeah. stuff that it's in the forefront of your mind it's so you hard always... not to talk about them people are constantly ask about them right and especially because of emily i end up getting like a house nate doing so I end up saying a, a paragraph about him and a paragraph about Isaac, and then we go about our business. Also, 
Scott friends are like tricky. Like he had a group of guys that he worked with at Barclays um, and I became friendly with the wives. We haven't seen them in quite a bit. And then his friends from high school and college sort of spread out like they're like Middletown and Rehoboth. So we don't really see them that much. But when we do, I don't know what we talk about. He's one of them's newly married and she's a little quirky. So we kind of talk about her just because I'm trying to get her more comfortable with me. And then um, the other one just likes to talk about weird shit. Like her favorite things are like the most random things. And so I just, again, I I, I don't really want to. The answer is no, not really, I guess. <laughs> Have a chance to go out and just be a grown up and talk about grown ups and talk about, you know, I mean, I don't want to talk about the fact that it's going to take me us another X many years to have enough money to save for college. Yeah, like what are we to- talking about as far as like conversation goes? Like what are we, what am I talking about that I'm not talking about with you, for example? Well, ourselves and our our what are you doing with yourself? What I did find out was, you know, John, you were surprised that our friends didn't listen to our podcast. Is that yeah. because the number yeah. of listeners we have, you just assumed they were all of our friends? No, but I would think that if you were had friends that were really interested in your life, that how could you record a podcast and them not listen? I don't consider them friends. It's just me. Listen, and I could be wrong, but I don't consider them friends. The people that listen are friends. The other ones, fuck, pooey, or whatever you say. Take your judge me pants off, though. No. Take your judgy pants off. That's funny. That's judging. That's yes, funny that you don't think our friends because they don't listen. Now, I don't have friends that listen either. I have family that doesn't listen. So, Well, speaking of family that doesn't listen. I don't want listen, my family to listen. I don't either. I spoke to my mother yesterday. Oh, God. And she said, um, how was that drive to New Jersey? I can't believe you did that. That's crazy. And I told her, you know, I'm going to London in, in a week and a half, two weeks, and I'm nervous. And I'm not nervous because if I'm not here... Who's going to, if my kids have an emergency at camp, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, they're local, they'll take care of them. If something happens to us, because we live in a really fucked up world where weird shit and I don't like flying in the first place, but to be overseas and not with my kids, and I'm very nervous about something happening to us. And as much as I have said this before, part of me wishes, and I know it's going to be an amazing trip until something goes horribly wrong. I know it's going to be so much fun and it's going to be so great. I kind of wish it was over already and I was home and or or I had, Dang, but that's, that's your introversion though. But that's how I live my life that I want to be out of any risk. So why, why would I even make plans to go if I know I'm so like deep rooted in this fear of something going so wrong and I want it to be over and who knows if I'll even be able to enjoy it. Because I want to push myself outside Melissa's box. Like, I really want to do things Mm -hmm. that are outside my comfort zone. And this is peak outside of my comfort zone because I'm flying somewhere without my kids. If I just, I mean, tell me one more time how somebody in London inhaled another poisonous gas similar to the one they had in Russia. And like, I I can't, please stop. I can't watch the news before I go. I'm crazy. I'm thinking of medicating. I'm thinking of calling my physician and asking for like a beta blocker just to get myself through like the travel. And I already have my Ambien for nighttime love, but um, I... (laughs) I might, I might, I might need, I might need help for this. This is definitely something that's physically really disrupting my everyday now. And I don't want to wish it was over. So I tell my mother that, 
you know, I'm going away. She's like, well, that's not like you to be upset. And I said, well, I don't think you know me. It's completely like me to be upset about it. Yeah. And, and then yeah. she said, she said, driving to New Jersey is more dangerous than, all right. So she said something dumb. Let's My just help? say that. Yeah. It's well, more dangerous than what? Now I'm interested. Uh, then, then fly traveling and, and having these experiences. I don't know if I disagree with her on this one, but go ahead. Okay. Traveling in New Jersey, maybe. Um, So I just let her say something dumb. And she goes, and why did you have to go there anyway? You don't have a job. You don't work. It's not like, and I went, ah! (laughs) I don't really hurt. I don't think I heard what she said after that because you don't have a job. You don't work. Nobody's counting on you for anything. Why do you have to? I just, I think I might have stroked out that I could, that I just, who, aren't you supposed to be the person who loves me most and unconditionally and is wildly supportive and yes. doesn't and doesn't hack away still slowly but surely this was actually not slowly this was aggressive wait a minute wait a minute now you're idealizing the idea of mother well i am a mother i'm a motherfucker but i you am are, a mother but you are you are you are so beautiful to you so beautiful <laughs> you are um i promise i have an amazing sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> you can be kind of like Uh-oh. i'm not um, gonna like this either you have high expectations of your children as well i think that's not what she was doing she was being mean and and degrading but i'm saying i think you know what it's like to have high expectations of your kids I do have high expectations. If they've shown me in any way that they're not capable of something, like when Ethan said, I want to quit soccer or I want, okay, I mean, you weren't exceptional. Like, I'm not going to chase you to push you and put like, uh, okay, what else do you want to try? Let's do something else. But to sit there and tell your child she's kind of nothing, she's kind of nothing. Yes. Uh, That's super shitty. (laughs) That's exceptionally shitty. You're a fucking dick. But she was saying it in response to whether or not you could go somewhere, not in the world. She was saying, you don't do anything. Nobody counts on you. Why can't you just stay home? (laughs) Like she was saying, why do you feel you have to go? And I finally said to her, and you're going to kick me for this, because I'm working on a project and people are counting on me, right? I just like floated out a, there is something that I'm doing you bitch like I just I floated it cackling hag without yeah. say, without saying because I do a podcast because I need to complain about how horrible you are to me um and she goes that's ridiculous not really a project what are you doing like but I know I know in my heart oh, she, she wasn't gonna to criticize you yeah, I she... can hear it I can see it on her face first of all if you ever look at her John you'd know you can just see that she can't wait to criticize Melissa at every turn but like yeah, I mean, but I also think there's a level of that that's normal that you are immune to because you're so tired of being shit on by her all the time that you don't realize how much like it's hard to know what percentage of that is mother daughter and what percentage of that is your mom is a see you next Tuesday. You're right. I have no concept of what's normal mother daughter. I only have a concept of what I do with Mallory. I don't know if that's normal. And I only have a concept of wild abuse. So Right. There's no middle ground. So she says, well, why do you have to go anywhere? You don't have to do shit because you don't work. Like what? You I don't mean, have that a job. A- you don't work. I mean, it was nasty. Did you ever tell her that she's a horrible mother? Have you ever said that she- to her? <laughs> have you ever said, you know something? You're no, a horrible nice. mother. There's no way. Melissa is so passive aggressive that she has probably insinuated it a thousand times without actually coming out. She's probably been like, well... I wonder what, I mean, she, Melissa can't even be as direct as to say, I wonder what having a nice mom is like. 
That's too direct. I did say to her in that conversation, I told you, then you don't know me at all because that is completely me. Whereas if Mallory said to me, you don't know me at all, that would cut me like, oh my God. Well, then talk to me. Tell me you. Like, tell me what you're, if I don't know you, it's because you're not sharing with me. I want to hear everything. And when I said it to my mother, she's like, ah, fuck you. But like, she just took it in stride. Yeah. And it, like, it like fed her That's hate fire. <laughs> right? I it think just- you need to be a little stronger with her. Like, like repeat oh. after me. You're a horrible yeah. mother. <laughs> just say it once. Mom, you're a cunt. <laughs> yeah, those I can't. Two. I can't. I told you I sought therapy for this. And I said, should I confront her? Like I was looking forward to the confrontation, like right out of Les Mis, like that, that big confrontation. Um, and at the end of the day or another day older. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You're there, Valjean, at last. Oh, I could even do it in French. Mama. <laughs> Mare, at last we see each other. Right. So just that confrontation, my therapist was like, Why? What's that going to do? Is that going to make that relationship better? No. Is it going to make is you there- feel better? Because no, she'll deny it and, and blame it all on you. Any- no. So is there Other a point? Narcissist? Yeah, we talked about that last time. Sure. I did. I forgot. Okay. But, but yeah, so I threw it out there that I was doing this project and it like she couldn't care less. It went back to, well, I'm sure you'll have wonderful stories and I can't wait to hear them all. Gotta go. Gotta go play bridge. Bye. Well, what about the other two that she pushed out of her hoo-ha? Does she treat them any better? One of them we don't even know still exists. (laughs) The other one. As well it should be. (laughs) The other one, imagine the movie High Times and put all those characters together and that's her brother. Is it going well for them? (laughs) I don't know. So so she's not wrong with my brother who could have had a cameo in High Times, um, who I would add the biggest heart of the three of us. He probably has the biggest heart. I would agree with that. He's very sweet. He's Um, a very sweet man. And he seems to have a sweet spouse. Is that wrong? Yeah. And his kids are amazing. His kids are sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's despite her. Yeah. It's just not in spite spite of her. her, Not because of her. No, we don't. And actually, I agree with that about you, too. And You're the, the way you are in spite of her. You know who I don't hear about? And I don't even know if he's alive. Melissa, do you have a father? Is he alive? What's the... He's alive. Yeah, my dad used to be my buddy. He used to be like a real... You know what? When you live with somebody who's so mentally ill for so long, it changes you. My father used to be my buddy. He used to send me 20 bucks when I was in college. And he used to write me a little note in there. And he used to... We, we used to have a bond. We used to share the same snacks. We used to commute to Manhattan together and, and talk and... I think living with her for so long, I have another friend who's got a mother who's a raging narcissist whose father is, they need to survive too. They have need you to- guys ever seen the movie The Wiz? Have you ever seen it, John? No. Michael Jackson's The Wiz? Yes, The Wiz. The, when the evil witch dies, He's first on down. of all, He's on down the room. she gets covered with water because she's running a sweatshop and the sprinklers come on. <laughs> And Eveline melts, but her throne turns into a giant toilet and she gets flushed down the toilet. And then the troll masks start to melt away. And the people underneath are like these beautiful black people that are like graceful and thin. And and all of a sudden they start to do like a a dance and it's wonderful. Like that's going to be her father. When her mother passes away, it's going to be like, ah, all of a sudden it's going to be like Little Mermaid, too. Can you you feel a brand new day? (laughs) Can you feel a brand new day? That's from The Wiz. Yeah. (laughs) 
Usually, though, the guys go first. They surrender. I know, but and he's, and he's like a three-time heart attack patient too. So he's, but but the thing is, I don't know that he would melt out of that. Jess, I hear what you're saying, and I love the no, visual, I'm of and course, I love, I'm joking. I love the musical interlude too. But I truly believe <laughs> that her brand of evil has really changed him and has made him this this crustier. He had to survive. I don't blame him, but you can't. I can't leave you with my kids. Like I, I don't. I know you had to survive. I did too while I lived there, but I don't live there anymore and I don't need to put up with that. Do you think she has been evil since day one and he just didn't know? Or do you think it has slowly degraded her brain to a point where all her hair fell out? I don't think she has been evil since day one and I'll tell you why. I have flashbacks to when we were super little and she would throw birthday parties for us mm-hmm. and she would do what I did, She w- which I probably learned it from her. She would like sit down in a circle and play music and games and she was interactive mm. and she, I mean, I can remember things that were great, um, okay. but I think she hit the time in her life where having been an only child with a super controlling mom, she didn't make any ch- make any decisions. And she hit the time in her life where she was ready to make those decisions and we wouldn't let her. So she just, I also think my, I think my brother smoking pot early in life broke her because she did everything right. How could I possibly have a child who doesn't listen, who does, who does extracurricular drugs? Well, you know what? She should call me. Who's on the pot? Who's on? No. The younger one. Everybody's on the pot. What are you talking about? They're all on the pot. Um, I mean, yeah, you're on the pot. Who was that comedian used to do? Oh, uh, Kevin Meany. We talked hey, to his mother. Yes, on the pot. You're, yes, on, the, Kevin you're on the pot. Get the, cut that out. Pot. What's wrong yeah. with you? Doing you're the on pot. the pot. Put your big pants on. Put your big pants <laughs> That's right. Yo, put right. your eye out. That him? <laughs> yes, that's him. Yes, that's so funny. Hey, you. Put, put your, your big, big pants, pants on. on. Yes, put your big pants on. Yes. Running around on the pot. What's Those wrong with you? Those are too tight. Yes. That's right. Oh, my God, Melissa. You have such a good memory. Wow. That's just the funny shit. It was so clean. It was so... Mm, That's when. But I don't even appreciate that humor anymore. I do. It's still funny. It is still funny. I thought it was funny. I don't see it a lot, though. It is still funny, though. Still funny. That's the voice that's in his head all the time. He ended up turning it into gold. Well, the point, yeah, right. I know, you're right. You know, the point I was trying to make is just that um, probably everything she says you take very, very personally, and it's hard to see it from an outsider's perspective. But for her to be like, I mean, that's her question is phrased in a not nice way, but it's kind of logical if you see it from, from, from her point of view. Like, what are you doing that you can't you just stay home? I, I, you know what? Here's the hardest thing for, I can't comprehend having a mother like that. Do you think also she's jealous? Like you're wealthy and you have kids <laughs> that love you and she doesn't and I, she be jealous of you? I can't imagine that because she has the perfect life. She's living, all right, not my idea, but her idea of the perfect life. She plays with her friends during the day. They eat meals together. She's she's on the love boat down there. She's she all right. All right. Well, except for the fact that she's got one kid who's a hot fucking mess. Um, She, this is the same person who we were down in Florida, and she wouldn't come see us. And we're going again in August. And she's a cunt. To your point, 
I am an open Plain wound. And simple. I am an open wound because she made that open wound. So yes, I do feel everything she says is like lemon yes, juice in that wound. So she's a cunt, and anytime oh you God. have a cunt for a mother, unfortunately, every time they open your mouth, you're gonna think she's just being cunty to me because that's all I know of her. No, I don't think you should tell her she's a cunt, certainly. But the question is, like, why if you do record interact it. at all if she's just going to be cunty all the time? Like, well, like the narcissist thing is to is to let them cut them away. Run. Don't look back. Run. They can't be what you want ever. I did that for a few years um, during and af- after after college. Yeah, kind of like, but I also have that if it's not in front of me, like I told you, all of my t-shirts are in piles and stacks that I have to see to be able to pick a t-shirt because if they're in a That's drawer, why I hang them up. Yeah, if they're in a drawer, oh, I have two, I don't, can't afford that many hangers. If they're in a drawer and I don't see them, I got a lot of t-shirts, then I'm never going to know what t-shirt to wear. So I have to mm-hmm. see them all. Well, if you're out of my visual frame of whatever, if I don't see, okay, well, I guess, so we're done. Like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know. My stu- I don't now know. I have kids and now they're like, so Florida, grandma, grandpa, what's up with that? I mean, they can either have a relationship or not. I mean, listen, I have a grandmother that's a super cunt as well. <laughs> you make it sound like it's a superpower to be this way. <laughs> no, she's super cunty. She's super cunty. I didn't know to the level of cunty she was until my mother passed away because apparently my mom was a cunt filter. Oh, I love, I love the, I think mine was reversed. My, my grandmother was the cunt filter between my mom and me. And when she passed away. And now you are the cunt filter for your children. Yeah. Unfortunately. I don't think I'm very good filter. I don't think I'm a very, I'm kind of, as often as you do. I'm kind of a sieve. I'm like a cunt sieve (laughs) more than a cunt filter. Can we name that? Can that be the name of this episode? I was just trying to think that, but I think, I don't think it'll get through iTunes. What if I made the U an at sign? No. Yeah, the CU next Tuesday filter. I I like can't understand normal thinking, but I always get overruled. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if narcissist is the right word. I do think it's I actually psychopath think it be more borderline because she's always either like furiously angry or being meticulous and particular about something or trying to control a situation and. I know she used to beat the shit out of my mom and her siblings. Um, and my mom compared her once to Mommy Dearest, the Lauren no, Hutton. Wh- no wire hangers. Yeah. Like she said, she said she wasn't beaten because of wire hangers, but for equally stupid things and exactly that way. But mom, I have 700 t-shirts. I have to use wire hangers. They're free from the dry cleaner. Tiger. I mean, Tiger. I know my father made it. My father made it his mission to get her out of there as soon as humanly possible. And Good he saw him. a lot of abuse while he was over picking her up. So um, she doesn't remember a lot of it and said it was bullshit for a lot of it. And then my mom died. Somehow they reconciled before she passed away. But I think my mom had it out with her. She's yeah, a cancer like you. I'm not open to that. And she I... was passive aggressive her whole life. But she got cancer and was like, and, and my grandmother used to take her to appointments and she kept calling her my baby. And she was like, look, bitch, I'm 55. I'm nobody's baby. And if you're going to take me to appointments, this is how this is going to have to play. Stop babying me and treating me like I'm the best thing that's ever happened to you because you beat the shit out of me when I was a kid. And we're done with this. And then somehow they just reconciled it. But um. I don't see that happening for me. It's okay, though. I'm okay with it. All kinds of crazy. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's... Listen, that was a dire situation. Uh, Right, right, right. Had she lived, that would have never happened. But... 
Oh, that's interesting that it took that for a confrontation to What'd happen. What'd she have left? I mean, really, what did she have to lose? I'll keep you abreast. Or two. <laughs> I'll let you know. Or two. I'll keep you both abreast. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, uh, I know what it's like, and I'm sorry. Nothing they do, nothing she does will ever be nice. And nothing I do will ever be good enough. So, and that's okay. Yes, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm good enough for my family. You're good enough for me. I think you're, Aww, you're sweet. And here's my, here's my therapy. Here's my chance to vent about it. I'm not the only one who has a mother who gives side shade or direct shade, like who throws serious shade. No, and I had this relationship with my mom on some level too. It's just that I was the one in charge, not her. Oh. She was hand. the passive aggressive one. Yeah. You, you know, we don't go to Jersey. <laughs> no, my mother would say things like, like, like I, there was a period of time where I smoked and before we went in a restaurant, I wanted to finish a cigarette and she's looking at me going, you were smoking it all the way down to the filter. And I was like, are you telling me how to smoke right now? What's happening right now? You don't want me to smoke, right? And she was like, no, it's disgusting. And I was like, yet yeah, you'll still tell me how to do it. <laughs> right. I've got to, con- if you're going to do it, I'm going to control it. Okay. And she just laughed and she was like, shut up, Jessica. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, but I was the confrontational one, not her. So funny the face you make when you talk about your mother. Yeah, I love that face. That's the face I have saved on my Marco Polo. <laughs> she didn't always look like that. It's just easier for me to get into her mood. She also is the one that told me. Remember, she's the one that told me that um, when I was allowed to wear mascara at age 13, I could, or makeup at age 13, I could wear everything but mascara because mascara is for whores. Whores, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I was like, why? It just, it just is. No good reason. No rhyme or reason to it. The rest of your face could look like Kinko's the kitty-loving clown, but the mascara <laughs> right. is a right. no-go. No mascara. Makes you a whore. <laughs> right. Right. Aww. Don't you bat your whorey eyelashes at I, some man. Thank you. Thank you, Mommy. Thank silly, you. Silly, silly, silly. Anyway. Um, all right. So let's move on, shall we? Uh, what else do we have today? What's PIH? Pain in the... People I hate. Oh. Do you I have ha- a good one today? Well, I have a couple, but I was wondering if we should do another segment. Is this grounds? Is this grounds for divorce? Is this grounds for... Oh, I, like I love that. Yeah. All right, let's put it in. Is this grounds? I will always have something to add to this. Yeah, because... So here's my... First, let's do is this grounds. So, Stuart, yeah. we were driving home from seeing you at, at 4th of July dinner, mm-hmm. and... You know, I put on the Violent Femmes and I was singing the entire album. Yes, that is grounds for divorce, Stuart. Go ahead. <gasps> Shame Ouchie. on you. Shame on you. Oh, I missed um, this part. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was singing like add it up. Like I was singing. Add I mean, it up. It just came add out. Add it up. See what you got. Yeah. Like it came out of me. Like I words I haven't known that I've known for, I don't know, 15 years. Like it just kept going. It comes right back like riding a bike. It comes it? right back. And then it was the, they might be giants. And then like rock lobster came out. I was listening to B 52. I was listening to like just the best music. And I look over and he's side eyeing me cause he is driving. Um, although he probably had it driving us because he likes that autopilot. Um, and he side eyes me and, he, and I'm like, what? He goes, I said, you, why aren't you singing? Don't you know? He said, I have not known a single lyric to a single song to a single band that you've been singing to for the last 30 minutes. What is going on? And, I, and I'm like, you don't know the Violent Femmes? What? They, they might be I giants. I only know one song from the Violent Femmes, and that's what? that one of something Blister in the sun. Blister in the sun. Blister, Blister in the sun is the only that's violent. That's the only one he knows also. That's the only one you need, really. Let's be honest. It is not. Oh, it was. I had the best time. And he's like, don't get me wrong. I totally enjoyed watching you have that experience right there. But 
So I want to know if your husband's taste in music. I can't believe you don't know Add It Up. It was so good. If your husband's taste in music is Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. (laughs) If If your husband's taste in music stopped in the mall, on the mall tour, is that grounds for divorce? No. no, music taste is not grounds for divorce unless they insist on playing it every car trip. That is grounds for divorce. But the taste itself, no. Damn. Now, go ahead. Taste in movies is a whole nother story because Ooh. there's a lot more riding on your person's taste in movies and whether or not you can ever go out or enjoy a movie together. Like, for example, the last boyfriend I had before my husband and also my ex-husband, they really like horror movies. And I cannot sit through one without making the face. Like the, this is disgusting. Why am I here? What is my life about face? Yeah, I wouldn't can you put Can you put earbuds in while you're in that movie? Stuart calls, calls it a $15 nap is what he calls it. <laughs> Paying for it makes me want to just flush the money down the toilet. Might as well. Sitting through it makes me wish I had those hours back. I hate horror movies so much. So, like, I'm grateful that I'm with somebody that doesn't like those because when I was with somebody, I don't know what that was. It was Alexa, when I was I'm with sorry. somebody who who liked those, it was very hard to like go on dates and stuff. It was very hard. So that's a deal breaker. But music, I think, if you you know, what if they want to only listen to like "Free to Be You and Me." By well, like Marlo Thomas. Well, like, I, know, I, mean, I know all the words to those too. So do <laughs> so I. I'm, but I'm just saying like they have to tolerate some crazy shit from us as well, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, he definitely watched me. I mean, I, I also sang on the way to you, I am, I said, verbatim. Like, I, I am, <laughs> I said. I'm like, this is my. Who can't tolerate that? This is my favorite. Oh, he loves Neil Diamond. This is my favorite Neil Diamond song. <laughs> it's the best one. Who can't tolerate that? That's the best. Probably John. By the way, he's obsessed with Yacht Rock now, thanks to you. It's free all month in the car on Channel 70. And we listen to it. He listens to it constantly. Now he's listened to it so much that he he can almost name the 60-song rotation by heart because they don't branch out. It's like the same songs over and over. He's listening to it all day. Yeah, it's I mean, who cares? Well, he grew up on a boat. So it is his – it's like the soundtrack to his childhood. Yeah. In summers, like yeah. Heavy on the Christopher Cross and heavy. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. America. I love it. Yes, absolutely. I love it. It's the best. It's the best. We you ha- say something, John? Well, my thing is music's so personal. So, you know, right. and now the funny thing with music is with Spotify and Apple Music and everything, you can make up. All right, Alexa, what is- stop it. Oh. Yeah, she, he's talking and she wants no, to help him. No, I'm tr- <laughs> the thing is that uh, – I actually bought a toilet seat from Amazon. Yeah, I'm so lazy that is I did that, not go to the the, the Home Depot. I pulled up to the Home Depot and it was packed over the weekend. And I said, I wonder if Amazon sells these. And sure enough, it did exactly the one I wanted. So I bought it online and it was here the next day, which is today. Well, did you leave the car when you got to Home Depot or did you just drive in, I see drove lots in of people and, and just, keep going? There was all these people in there. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what they were giving away. I don't know. And, I, you know, I'm not a big thing with people and standing in line and all that. No. Three people who aren't big on people doing a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, I bought I bought a toilet seat from Amazon. That's exactly what happened. I, I and? love Wait, Amazon. is that the end of the story or is there more to it? No. Well, it's here. That's why uh, Alexa's freaking out over here. I have a question for, uh, is this grounds? So this whole week... On ESPN is the World Series of Poker, which I can't stop watching. Matter of fact. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
okay, Jess. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. How can you watch other people play poker? Then? It's amazing. <laughs> to me, it's an amazing thing. And, and, and the other thing is that poker has its own language. So if you don't really understand the language... Then you're kind I mean, of. I lost. don't speak stupidity, so. Oh, no, stop it! Ah, ah, just kidding. So I've been watching that, and I would think that if somebody, if I was married, and somebody had to sit there and watch poker with me that didn't know about poker, that might be grounds. Golf as well. Yes. Well, that was in my people I hate for this week. Oh, you're kidding! You know, uh-uh. I used to have poker or golf. Golf. I <laughs> used to have a girlfriend that would come home from work and watch the Jewelry Channel. Oh. God. That is grounds. That is grounds. Home yeah. shopping network, grounds. Grounds, 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 grounds. Right. Jewelry I mean, channel. I kind of feel like people should have their own TV time, but it's hard when you spend all your downtime together. Like if if Scott were to start like he watches stuff I don't like, I just pick up my computer or I look at my phone. Like nowadays you don't have to be tortured the way you did when we were younger. So, I would say Television watching is not as big of a cause as movies, but it's up there because if that's all like I have a best friend who all he ever wants to watch is sports, but like he's able to multitask so we can so we can have a conversation if you can't multitask. And also I have a phone, so I could always just Hmm. I mean, I couldn't when I was a kid, you know, but I can now. So that might segue into this. uh, What are you watching on Netflix? So I put I put that up on the board because I've been doing Netflix I've developed a really healthy mistrust of the police. <laughs> Let's start there. Same. Okay. Um, I have been watching true crime things on Netflix. That'll do it. Um, by the way. I am horrified by the ineptitude and, and podcast that In the Dark podcast. Have you heard that? No, no but I know it. Uh, oh, my God. The fact... If you are not... They are most mostly rural. It didn't help that last night that father who left his kid, his 22-month-old, in the backseat of his car on a 120-degree inside-the-car day and killed his kid and had, and had um, extramarital affairs and, and all this other stuff going on and had searched or had something in his search videos of dogs left in a car for too long and they're <gasps> like on his search history – this was this was last. It happened last year, but the 2020 was on last night. And Stuart turned to me and said, "Yeah, that's grounds for divorce." Because <laughs> I told him, "I'm like, what about grounds for divorce? Is that a good segment?" <laughs> and he said, that, "That's grounds, Melissa. It that's is. grounds." Okay, so but, I was listening this morning when I went to go get breakfast before here, and I heard a a public service announcement on the radio where they said, "You know, always check your back seat so you don't forget your kids in the car seat." And I'm thinking to myself. What, what fucking moron dipshit would leave their kid in the car and just walk? I mean, 43 what? kids died last year. 43 kids died due to yep. that has a syndrome name now. Forgotten child. Forgotten baby syndrome is what they call it. Wow. What? Yeah. That just floors me. So the fact that when you started to say that, I was going to say, do you think that he left the child there or do you think he wanted to get rid of the child and did this on purpose? And the fact that he even went in his search history and searched for dogs in a car too long, that makes me feel like this was premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. His, so he's divorced now. He is serving a life sentence plus 30. Life sentence plus 30, I think. Um, and they interviewed his ex-wife and they, I just, all all of that. So the police doing their investigating, that made me, gave me a little bit of hope, but I was watching Evil Genius. Did you see Evil Genius? No, not, about, not, so it's so funny. You watch all this stuff 
And I have a whole different, I have a whole different genre from Netflix that I watch, but go ahead. What's yours? Well, mine's all stand-up comedy. Like there's okay. all kinds of stand-up comedy I like that stuff. stuff too. And sometimes, to be honest, John, after what I've seen, I need that. Like, so I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I saw Dave Chappelle did uh, Comedians in Cars getting coffee. So I'm going to go find that one because he's fucking brilliant and I need to see that. But I watched The Staircase. Did you see The Staircase? Write this shit down, my friend. No, because, I haven't. Because these things are, I, I, my faith in police investigations is at 0.0 right now. Right. I have no faith whatsoever. Recorded confessions, these teenagers, um, a mother and father and sister were killed and the son and his friend. Like, it's just all of these things where the police are either shady as fuck or didn't interview suspects at all or didn't ca- didn't canvas a scene or invented or, or picked their narrative and then only chose evidence that followed their narrative and threw away or disregarded or didn't run tests that wouldn't follow their narrative. I am terrified. Not as bad as telling an African-American teenager or child, look, situation's different for you. When you leave the house, you have to be better than good, which is exactly what our society needs to tell these children, yeah. that you can't be good and I didn't do anything wrong. You have to... You have to be better than good. I mean, I feel like saying it doesn't matter if you committed the crime. They're going to craft it to make it look like you did. Don't be in a situation where any crime could ever possibly happen. Let's hang out at our house. Let's just I hang out watch here. I can't watch this shit. How do you watch this stuff? It's so stressful. Well, it's upsetting that you would think, you know, I told John before we started recording, he said, if, you, if somebody's an intruder in your house and you had a choice of picking up mace or a gun, what would you rather have? And I said, I would call 911. Me too. Yeah. I, I, do, I don't even trust police investigations. I, I'm, it's, I'm so far down this rabbit hole that I need to use John's login so I could start watching his stand-up comedy because I'm so far down the police suck realm that I, I can't be healthy, but I'm glad my kids are away. I'm in a very dark place. And then, yeah. my, then my mother told me I'm a piece of shit who does nothing anyway. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about me. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Well, there's right. a new thing on Netflix now. It's called Comedy Lineup. And what it is, it's a 15-minute set from comedians, really not well-known comedians that are really, really funny. And ever since Jess did her stand-up and I've been working on a routine to do my stand-up, I've been really not just watching stand-up, but studying stand-up, well, you know, what makes them funny, you know, what do they do that, and it's, for me, it's been very therapeutic to listen to this and stuff like that, where I'm really close to being, having, having five minutes where I can get up and do five minutes. That's and great. I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody about it yet, because I feel like I'm just going to get up there and do it. Now, the problem with me is I have a head injury, and a lot of this stuff leaves my mind, but so what I've been doing is just practicing storytelling and working off of storytelling because I feel that I'm my funniest when I'm telling a story. So who are you to whom with whom are you sharing these stories? No one yet. Just myself. Do you need a cat? No, I don't need anything. <laughs> I don't need. I, listen, you know, you try to push a dog on me like you need a dog. And then I, I just watched your Marco Polo. He does where not was, need a dog, although he does have a large yard for poops. Three. I'm watching three dogs like terrified at your house on on Fourth of July. And I'm like, glad that's not happening over here. Like, don't need that. Maybe curled up my pant leg vibrating they were like <laughs> tremors i'm like mm, hello get away from me right yeah well not all dogs are crazy you know i only rescue dogs so that's why mine are all crackheads all dogs are crazy my ex-wife they took in this little puppy 
And that thing, when it barks, it's about a pound and a half. And a pound of it is bark. And when it <laughs> barks, it just half goes. Half pound of organs. Right. It just goes right through you. And I'm just like, every time I go over that dog, it barks at anything, a, a tissue, a cat, uh, anything. It just barks. It's constantly barking. God, needs a chicken rubbing. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> A chicken rubbing. It could use a chicken rubbing. I know a couple of people who could use a chicken rubbing. Right. So, John, I'm going to have to sneak. I'm going to have to slide into your Netflix queue because I I can't I can't with mine anymore. And Stuart and I well, found out another what about one. Me, you didn't even let me tell. Well, you. I didn't get to you yet. I I oh. didn't get to you yet. But um, do you, wait. I want to know. Do you do you trust the police? Like, do you me? Yeah. Do you guys share no. my horrible I, distrust and incompetence and? No, but I never have. Here's the here's my problem with this. Never. All this is Even because before this Black right. Lives Matter thing. I don't I feel have. that every every. I feel that ninety five to ninety eight percent of the police are really good. Do it for the right reason and all that. But the three percent that do it bad, do it really bad, and that what happens is it gives the whole all the police a black eye and makes them untrustworthy in the public eye, and that's so no, and it's horrible. I, I actually think they all get into it with good intention. I think they – do you remember when I told you about how I worked at First USA in the customer service department? Mm-hmm. And though, even though I have no prejudice or stereotypes whatsoever, I did notice a pattern with certain cultural um, repetitions in the people I would answer. Like certain certain cultures are always trying to get rid of a late fee. Certain cultures are always trying to get rid of the APR, you know, the interest. And how did certain you know this when you were over the phone? Questioning everything on the bill, huh? How did you know this by when the you were names? Over the phone? By the names. Okay. A lot of times by the names and by the way they speak. Okay. You know, I would just know. So um, I think cops are in this position where they are constantly being given shit. To the point where you can't speak to them without them assuming you're giving them an earful of shit. And I, they just treat everyone like they're fucking arguing with them. And they have a chip on their shoulder. I get that. But I, it's also when it, it also doesn't leave room for someone who's being questioned or arrested or for the first time to do anything right. right. I'm coming at it from a point of gross incompetence. Like there were, there were like, maybe it's the detectives, whatever it was, these people were touching evidence that wasn't, that weren't wearing gloves. They didn't, they just, gross incompetence. What do you mean you didn't question people in the area? I mean, I learned that from NYPD Blue in early middle school. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they need to watch some of these TV shows that I've been watching to get a better education on how to do their job and not. Did you see Making of Murder? Yes. Um, you saw that? Yes. Okay, so then what do you believe? Do you believe he did it or do you think he was railroaded? Oh, God, it was so long ago. The first time around, the first one or the second one? <laughs> well, I, didn't, I don't think I've seen the second one. I didn't know there was no, a second mean, one. No, I mean, there. so he got out of prison right. and then went back in because of another situation, another right. situation, anybody who didn't see it. I mean, these also, the documentary style of... They're they're brilliant. They're so good. Um, and even what was the Saeed? What was the serial? Serial yeah. was another one that was brilliantly done. Do I think he did it? Yeah, maybe not the first time, but they really did make a murderer. They really did create. I also think a lot of these kids are limited. That guy, the, the he nephew. did not have. Yeah, not, not only the nephew, even the guy. They oh. are so limited in intelligence. They just they're not given. It's so the funny we use the word limited now. 
the way I use it? Well, yeah, because it's, you know, but ne- next year we won't be able to use limited because that'll be, that'll have a connotation oh, to I it. I use it all the time now because right. I'm, ta- well, I started with my brother. He's limited. So that's why we don't, he's out. But intelligence wise, the the nephew who said, I, I don't know, I guess I confessed to something. I, I, they're so, they're, you don't want to say dumb. Da- I, when Ethan does something dumb, I'll call him daft. I'm like, don't be so daft punk <laughs> so so he daft and, punk yeah so Clever. sometimes i say don't be daft he goes punk <laughs> super cute um but these are this is the family here that can't order in a vietnamese restaurant without saying fa er <laughs> so we just do it around the table <laughs> so don't listen to us but i mean i think these people you're not i don't know i wanted to know if you had distrust of incompetent police and yes that whole black lives matter that's what john's talking about the three percent who are so bad that they ruin it for everybody else i think that's even a different story we but we do need to tell our kids don't be in a situation where shit can go down because it doesn't matter if you're innocent yeah you have to be again i've been pulled over a few times with my children in the car and you know i go i use it as a teaching moment where when they the police come up you're you know very polite you know, you keep your hands, you don't make no sudden moves. You don't give them any reason to be, uh, feel any kind of, uh, the, the yeah, threat or anything like that. And usually they'll get, you'll get out of it or I forget. Oh, I know when the, I got pulled over because I had a headlight out. I didn't even realize I had headlight out. The officer pulls you, me over. Thank he you says, so much officer. Thank yeah. you so much. And I said, I, no I, really, I said, I had no idea the headlight was out. I said, I'm so sorry. So he was in there and he's okay. He says, I said, you know, what well, I, family has an auto repair i'll take it there tomorrow and get it fixed thank you so much i said you know do i get a ticket for this and he's like no just take it over there and i'm like okay thank you i said you know it's funny when you're in the car you don't really see the headlights <laughs> right when you're driving yeah, yeah i don't i right. don't see them so i didn't realize I it was i out. don't drive at night <laughs> so uh yeah so again but that is me i am a middle-aged white guy i'm not threatening right. to them now if i was someone of color at a certain age group you know, they might feel more threatened by the way they dress. Now, is that is that correct? No, it's not correct. But what happens is that there's this culture that is involved, the drug culture, whatever. And you could be a straight A student, but you you like that kind of style and you wear that kind of style. You get lumped in with that kind of drug culture. Is it there's correct? a new movie coming out about um, that young girl. It was a book that I ordered for my kids um, about a young girl who... Lives in the neighborhood, but goes to a private school and, and like all of these straight A kids, but wrong place, wrong time, shooting, kills her friend. Like it's a whole, and I'm watching the the trailer for it and I almost threw up. Like the whole thing makes me so (laughs) sick that I'm, it's, I'm physically uncomfortable watching things like that and reading things like that. So get me out of my rabbit hole. Jessica, what are you watching on Netflix? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, some really obscure things. Chewing Gum is a show by this comedian, Michaela Cole, a British comedian. And it's basically about her getting a boyfriend for the first time. And it's funny because she acts very pure and prim and proper. And I think she goes to Catholic school. But then we get to see like her innermost thoughts. And they're like very the opposite of that. It's really funny. Um, I saw that's Hannah what G- made you a whore. Yes, thank you. Um, Hannah Gadsby's Nanette is a special on Netflix that if you don't see Melissa, you're missing out on a cultural phenomenon. It's unbelievable. It's half comedy show, half 
feministic um, rage statement. Yes, Scott, this is a grounds for divorce. It is amazing. It's not grounds for it is not grounds for divorce. It's really amazing. She basically just talks about um she starts out with comedy and then she starts talking about how she has to quit comedy because part of comedy is self-deprecating humor and she just doesn't want to do it anymore because it's humiliating. And it's humiliating because she's gender Oh yeah, I I saw this. I'm like neutral? I didn't realize oh. it was Nanette. Yes, I saw this. And yes. You weren't you weren't you didn't have your face blown off by this? No, it was great. She's she's great. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Stranger Things. Have you not seen that? No. Loved it. Both of them. Oh, John, it's Shh. so good. Oh, my God. You have to watch Stranger Things. It's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, Sherlock. You love it? I love it. You don't love it? I didn't start it yet. Oh, my God. Every time or Sherlock just says something smart, I, I wet my pants a little. It's so good. That seems to be the common thread with. Uh, oh my with god, them. he's amazing! Um, Requiem, Damn which is him. kind of a ghost, uh, <laughs> kind of a ghost story. You said this last time too. You said Requiem. I think. Yes. I think Annie saw it six hours worth of it and didn't like it. I liked it. Okay. Um, Parks and Rec. I've been watching reruns of Parks and Rec, and I can't stop. Glow. I've not seen the second season yet, though. Can someone please explain to me the funniness of Parks and Rec? Can someone please oh, explain um, me why that in is the funny? character? Okay, the characters are funny. I, so I Ron Swanson, it. for example, like he goes into a restaurant and and orders all the bacon and eggs you have, and he's like, "I know you think you heard a lot of eggs and bacon." But I literally want all the bacon and eggs. Last night Please I was watching. Please explain to me why that is funny. Please explain it's to me why. It's funny. Someone called him a vegetarian and he got highly offended. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny that he has the Ron Swanson pyramid of greatness, and on that pyramid is no crying. Make your own furniture. Like that shit is funny. Um, Leslie scrapbooks everything. She's like always eating waffles, and I don't know. Like they're just their characters are really funny. That's the only way I can describe I, it. I don't get any of it. That, The Office, never. don't get never, any of it? No. And The Office, too? I Horrible can't help you. Horrible show. Horrible. Not a funny, you. not a joke in the show. <sighs> I don't get I it. Think John likes, I think John likes the formula, um, joke formula of sitcoms. So, John, did you like Friends? And did you like, don't say yes because Scott will kill you. Um, did you like Seinfeld? Like I like the- Seinfeld. So I love Seinfeld because there was always three things going on at one time, and it was always kind of crazy. But yeah, but I, I love formula Seinfeld. wise. You like the setup and the hit. You like the. I, I guess I just I mean the Office just is just so cringy. Every, that's cringy. Parks and Rex is cringy. Everybody talks about how great and funny these things are, and I've tried several times to sit down and watch and find the funny in it and i can't find it with a magnifying glass sorry okay Mm. okay that's fair i mean it's it's i don't want to tell i don't want to insult you by saying it's kind of like smart thinker funny okay Um, i'm gonna yeah right but because that's why i think think it's stupid people funny and i'm above it but okay you go with yours funny because they're they're jokes that are well that are that are verby they're they're verby jokes as opposed to the more physical silliness of i see i think i get smart writing and i get smart jokes i do this i think uh, okay so here here's the problem this is what i find now thank you for bringing this to my attention because now i figured it out parks and rec and the office they pander to the lowest common denominator of funny that's it and i can't it, you know what it is? It's like four grades below slapstick. 
That's what it is. Oh, I don't think so. Really? <laughs> In my opinion. Insulted by being a vegetarian? How dare you? Like, really? That's below slapstick? That's below Three Stooges? I, I, it's not, there's not a yuck in the whole thing. I, I've tried. I've tried. Really, I have. It's I can't. Mm. Ethan likes The Office. He tried to download it for his Japan trip, and I guess they once you download them, they expire after a certain number of days. So he gets out to sea, and it's okay, too so, late. So here, so the other day, just I'm trying to prove that I really tried to find the funny in The Office. So there's this one guy who's got like this center parted hair and his glasses, and he's like a nerd, and then he sits across this from another guy who's like a younger guy and everything, and they always have these things at the desk. Like the one day he came in and his whole desk was wrapped up like a Christmas present. And then the one day he came in and, and, and th- I tr- this was the funniest part of the office. And I sat down there for 15 minutes and watched it. And after I got done, I was annoyed that I wasted 15 minutes of my life. How, okay. The other thing is, have you ever worked in an office? Yes. yes have you ever had a desk job? Yes, I have. Yes. And have you ever worked for a community? Have you ever worked for a township or a community? No, that I have not done. I think the politics of both being in an office and having the same shit every day and knowing like that's like your work spouse next to you and they know you're it, there's a different there's a different set of funny in each of those situations. I worked in childcare. I could do one on a childcare. Like I could write a sitcom for you for every parent who comes in with their unique situation, which is the exact same as everybody else's. Um, and their complaints and their every, like I could do, you but nobody else is going to think that funny. Nobody else is going to find that funny that I'm there at six in the morning. Wait, I was here before you. Please do not complain to me how early you had to get up. But like all <laughs> of those things, but unless you've really been in that office or that, working for the township or sat on a committee and had to listen to somebody else's bullshit. Like those are situational. So can I ask you a question? Uh Oh, have you ever worked for a township? I have worked with a township. So I wonder how many people work for or with a township that would find this funny when everybody, I mean, it doesn't have to be the township. It could be that small community, whatever, but yeah, well, a lot of people find it funny and a lot of people don't and support you as well. Who are like, yeah, I just don't get it. But and they prefer like the you're over me. When were you under me of friends that over? uh, Here's the thing. NBC has a set what I call the Saturday Night Live formula. And a lot of their sitcoms are to that comedy stylings. And I find none of it funny. Will and Grace. The first time, not the second time. I couldn't get through the second. The first time I thought was pretty funny. But that was all because of Jack and his flamboyant he was and everything like Just that i thought jack. he was yeah well Just and karen jack, jack and karen, karen they're the two the of them yes they're the, they're the best because of their flamboyance and she was just she was written so well and the stuff she, that yeah, she said she's a great character. yeah exactly but you know will she and is. grace she they were just there to, to feed them they were this there just to throw softball so uh jack and karen could hit it out of the park that's the way i looked at it all right so I'm what sorry, I just fav- derailed everything. No, what was your favorite show? What's your favorite? Te- like, che- Cheers? You want to know sitcom? Yes. Well, like, uh, yeah, funny. Sitcom. Yeah. Cheers? My favorite of all times was Seinfeld. Interesting. Uh, of, of comedy, yeah. Those are great characters. Yeah, each one of them was a character in their own in their own right. Even the characters, the, the side Le- characters were characters. Levels. I'm, I'm living in levels, levels now, Jerry. Levels. We're levels. doing levels. Little Jerry Seinfeld, cockfighting. Yeah, I mean, that that was brilliant. It was an amazing, amazing, amazing show. Do you mm-hmm. watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I, no, I can't, I can't get through that. 
I don't know why. What? I know. Yeah, I know. He's got a he's got a type. He stops at Seinfeld, even though it was mostly written by Larry David, who's right. yeah, whose life is documented. Well, because there's less discomfort. Scott does not like the discomfort of Curb either. He's That's he like it. squirms in his seat the whole time. Yeah, it's you know what it is. It's so uncomfortable. Cringy humor. It's cringy. I don't yes. like cringy humor. Mallory you don't. hates that. No, but that's I probably why you it. like The Office. That's why you don't like The Office, right. first of all. You do nothing but like my do that. Favorite, my favorite kind of humor is when somebody goes, <gasps> and then laughs. That, to me, that shock, that shock and all kind of thing. That's the, that To me, that's the funniest. Like, if I can make somebody, if I can make the whole room go, <gasps> and then start cracking up, that, to me, is like the Mount Rushmore so- of comedy. So for you, does it need to be stand-up that you do, or would you be willing to put your fingers where your keyboard is, and would you be willing to write? I think I'm more of a punch-up kind of guy, where you come to me with concept, and I can punch it up and, and add to it. I don't know. Have you I, tried to be more than a punch-it-up kind of guy? Yeah. Yes. I, well, I'm writing right now. I write right now. I, I told you, off-air, off this show, I gave you a few of the my. Yeah. topics that i talked about but why but and why everybody got you... pan everybody gave me deadpan face so it makes me terrified but i don't care i'm going for with it anyhow all right well you let us know when you're going for it and we mm-hmm. would like to be supportive and show up i appreciate and that s- sign up as one of the first ones for me okay mm-hmm. <laughs> do me that favor <laughs> be one so of the first on the roster one of the okay first ones, okay <laughs> yeah I didn't like going last either, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, because you were six drinks in. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. I think I think I would have been more funny at four. I thought he was great. You were. He. I funny, think that, you maybe you could have been funnier with ten. I don't know about that. I was very very. I even yes, slurred my were. words. I found it. Yes, you did. You slurred and everything. It yeah, was, that's my. That's, it was glorious to watch. Yeah, it's, that's where the cringy comes in for me. It's like, oh my god, look at you, look at you, you fat <laughs> drunk you. piece of shit up there. <laughs> And we saw funny. Oh, thank you. You see what you see. We see what we see. I mm-hmm. had that conversation with Stuart. He's like, why don't you see what I see in you? I'm like, because <laughs> you want to get laid and you've got beer goggles. <laughs> no, that's not true because I see the funny in, in you, the extreme funny in you. That's why when you said you were, if you would write, you wanted to write First that all, what's sitcom. what's not extremely funny about Melissa? She's hilarious. I yeah. find her hilarious. I do yeah. too. Quick. Yeah. But again, very because, and we're going to circle right back to mom, because mom beat on her and made her feel so bad about herself. She can't see the good in herself. And she doesn't believe anybody else. She doesn't believe anybody else because. John, this is exactly what I'm not paying you for. (laughs) (laughs) I see it hit a little too close to home. No, no. I mean, this is therapy. I mean, I was thinking in my head, we should totally pay you for this because this is therapy. Wait a minute. This is exactly what I'm not paying you for. Which is my point of that we should be. So no, it's it was fun. I forget what we even did that for. Oh, I know what it was because we're trying to get Jessica to pick the right microphone because that's what I'm that's what I'm paid to do. What we did it for for what we did mm-hmm, is that I said, "Are you going to make a jingle for these right for these bits that we're doing?" And you said, "Yeah, I can make a jingle." And I said, "Yeah, and we'll pay you because that's artistic talent and you deserve to be paid for it, as opposed to everything else that we're not paying you for." <laughs> To get out of this crazy wormhole, wormhole, why don't we go into people I hate? Golfers. Sorry. I mean, I don't get it. I, Stuart joined a country club. He plays golf. I eat there because we have a minimum to hit. I had a huge party there almost two years ago. Um, I don't... I don't all of your etiquette, all of your I'm better than you are. You have my daughter needs to wear a collared shirt on your fucking green and it needs to be tucked in. And 
suck it. I can't stand people I hate. Golfers. There, I said it. I can't agree with you more because are of so the obnoxious. fact that I would have to go with people. My friends would golf and they would say, come on, let's golf. I couldn't think of a. I would rather if I had six months to live. I would want to <laughs> golf every day because it takes forever. And they sit there. I think that if I could change the rules to the game, I would make it so much better. Everybody runs to their ball and hits it at the same time. Whoever gets the ball in the cup first loses a stroke. All these things that I could make this game so much better. And and the thing about the pants and the guys that wear the knickers with their socks up to their knees, I feel like hitting them behind the ear with a sand wedge. I mean, the the hats, the, the ugliness of the clothing. The, the other day, we had this big giant thunderstorm and there's lightning coming down. And I go to the river because I always like to watch the storms come across the river. And as I and I mean, the wind's blowing and things are blowing by and these guys are still out there on the green. And I'm thinking to myself, can I watch one of these guys get hit by lightning? Yeah, hold that, that straight make, up to the sky. Please hold, hold it that, straight up. Hold, hold that it, that's right it. Up. Hold it up there. But the, this the whole thing. And then to watch them on the course and and watching golf. I mean, I know I watch poker and that, but to watch people play golf. And don't get me wrong, I can understand the people that can really hit a golf ball and you know and play really really well. But to go out there for eighteen holes and sit That's there, the three percent though that you were talking about. So golfers, the in the police. So there's the ninety seven percent of people that I golfers I hate, but the three percent who are athletes, like you just said, the, the skill and the ability to do that. Do you need to spend forty minutes putting your gloves on and demeaning a caddy that you made run next to your golf cart? We just went to lunch there the other day. This caddy is running next to a golf cart because first of all, if you have a caddy, why do you have a golf cart? Why don't you just Put the fucking clubs in your cart, drive them where you need to go, take out the – I can't stand it. They think they're better than everybody else. And Stuart makes a joke that I had said when he was in residency before I really understood how – I mean, it's beautiful, the the greens and the upkeep. and But that is all I think <laughs> – could be low income housing or it could be like I think of what it could be and not what it is and Stuart hates it when I say that but it's Big waste a waste of real estate it's a huge waste of real well, estate uh, what what oh the golf thing yes you know but why shouldn't people get to hit balls on large pieces of land? You, you can know, if they if it wasn't that don't you think it would be like a horse riding range or like a an amusement park like why can't the land just it's not that big of a waste of real estate because at least it's not shopping and shit like that. Right. Because who what wants are you to wishing shop? it could be? What are you wishing it could be? Forest? No. Low income housing or, you know, See, initially, I, initially I said prisons until I realized how fucking corrupt that system gee, is too. So that's an improvement. <laughs> and I will Look. fully admit the fact that I'm horrible at golf. And I'll never forget that the last time I had to play, because we had to play in a charity event for uh, a friend of ours, had a charity event. So they said, come on. I said, no, I don't want to play. And they paid for me. and I had to go. So I go to the first tee. I haven't swung a golf club in like seven years. So I get up there. I take my time. I go to hit the ball. I hit the ball. It goes straight out, hits a tree, comes oh, no. straight back and lands like 10 oh, no. feet in front of me. Oh, no. And everybody laughs. I wanted to take the golf club club and beat the golf right in the water to death yeah I right just, in the water if i hit a ball and there's any water on the course my ball will head for that water i mean i am the worst golfer in the world 
and they're elitist and obnoxious. And you know what? I belong to this club too. And I think you're a dick for standing out there. And all right, maybe I don't think you're a dick, but I don't think you're any better than I am for standing out there and spending 40 minutes with your, oh, uh, I think I'm going to hit the, hit the fucking ball. Like why? Just look, there it is. Now hit it to the next hole. Or I, I don't, I just, I don't like people who have wildly expensive sports who think they're much better than you are. There. There, I said it. Those are people I hate. That being said, there are a lot of people I love with a whole heart that actually do play golf. But but as a whole... Golf is annoying. I find all every aspect of golf to be annoying. That said, it brought me to another idea that I want to discuss with you. Sports we hate, but that we're actually good at. Because golf, oddly... Is on that list for me. You can when golf? I learned how to play golf in gym. I was one of the few people that could hit the ball any kind of distance, which is odd because I'm terrible at like baseball and softball. We're, we're terrible. You're, you're talking about that wiffle ball golf ball that they gave you for gym. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You're talking about a real golf ball that you can hit off a tee. Jessica, did you? Did you? Did you no, we put it on the ground. Yes. Okay. We played real golf in high school. Yes. I don't know one sport that I'm like really, really good at accidentally that I hate. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah, hmm. I, I, I don't think there's anything like that for me. I'm, I'm shocked that golf is that for you because everything I've always wanted to try uh, as sports wise, like I would throw everything I had at it and I was what about bowling at the best mediocre bowling, racquetball. Yeah, I used to play racquetball in tournaments, baseball, football was my best sport. Because I was big and I could move people and I hit hard. That was my best sport. I've tried golf. No good. I'm trying to think what other I'm sports. actually good at archery and oh. shooting guns as well. Okay. Well, that, but I, I hate, it. That a hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate what? it. They are sports hate? though. I guess. Why I did I hate shooting a gun? Because it was creepy. And archery, actually, when you pull the thing back, if you don't have it aimed enough, you'll get like a an arrow burn, burn which yeah. hurts like a bitch. When that string hits so, yeah. you in the forearm, you get that big bruise for like four weeks. Yeah, I yes, hear you. Yes, horrible. Right. Yeah, horrible. I, Stop showing off. Yeah, I'm Stop pretty showing good off with, with all those things that you're really good at by accident. It's terrible. I used to be good with a bow. I'm pretty good with a rifle. And I'm not See, bad with a shotgun. Maybe they're both one skill that like mm. you have like just the skill of aiming. I'm not good at darts though, which is interesting as well. I was pretty good at darts. A couple of drinks. I was better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there you go. Um, anybody else have a people you hate? Well, yes, I actually do. People that run to uh, social media as soon as something happens and just just goes off on it without really even knowing the facts or using a uh, meme that you know is wrong and then making that about toxic masculinity. And let me give you an example. So there's a meme out there where there's a guy from the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers and he's standing next to a, a very, very tall reporter and he's standing on a bucket. And the meme says, in 2018, we all now see the bucket. Like the guy has to, like the guy, because he wants to stand next to this tall girl, he wants to be taller than her, he stands on the bucket. But there's a video out there where she asks him, because she's tall and she's also in four inch heels, could you please stand on a bucket so I can, for the shot? So, of course, he doesn't, you know, it's more embarrassing to stand on a bucket with a big, tall woman there than not. 
but they shot him from the shoulders up and, you know, from the chest up and everything. So then afterwards, it's the bucket. I said, you know, really, he did that for her. It's more embarrassing for him to stand on the bucket. Right. And she goes, you don't get the joke. And I go, you're right, because it's not a joke. It's not even funny. I don't even know what you're doing here. You're trying to make it sound like men have to be taller than women and all that stuff. And I just, it just gets on my nerves. So the people I hate. Man, if that were true, Scott would be in big trouble because he's 5'2". Yeah, so the people I hate that try to make a mountain out of a molehill and know they're doing it. Or or make it or make it fit kind of like the police that don't trust, make it fit their their dialogue of whatever they think is going on when it wasn't. That's not what the situation was at all. That was a guy throwing a solid to a to an Amazon who was interviewing him. Oh, I have one more if I could please. People that are intolerant of other people's beliefs. So in other words, if you go somewhere and the political party of choice your choice the other people are there okay can you just not maybe throw a soda on them all right and then steal their hat both sides okay i'm not picking on one side than the other both sides you're both morons you know this is what makes this country great you can have one view and i can have a completely other view but we can still respect each other we might not agree but we can respect each other as people humans yeah their freedom to have a choice of what they would want to do. That's my other people I hate. Um, totally agreed. Totally agreed. I know the situation you're talking about. You actually talked about it on your podcast that I heard earlier. Yes. Um, but but there was also, similar to that, there was a woman wearing a shirt that said Puerto Rico on it and yeah. a guy chasing her around saying, yeah, you should have a USA. And we're like, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. You Dip shit. But but yes, like why Hello. why are you, why are you even commenting on her shirt? First of all, get out of my space. Don't knock my kid's hat off. Like it's everybody learn personal space and calm the fuck taller. down. Yes. Yeah, be polite. Like what do you say? Be polite or be quiet? <laughs> be kind or be quiet, which is my favorite thing she says. Yes. Be kind or be quiet. Yeah. Same be thing. kind or be quiet. So they're the people I hate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is good. I agree with all of this. Okay. Do you have one, Jess? That's not uh, a family member? I hate? <laughs> yeah. I figured it would be easier to do people I love because we pretty much hate everybody and we'd have like a one each on a people I love each week. But but we have lots of fodder with people I hate. So carry on. I have had, oddly, a week of very minimal irritation, probably because I'm still not talking to my sister-in-law. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. I don't have anyone that I hate this week. Beep. And I'm going to go ahead and, and ride that wave out, I think. Good. Good for you. Beep on you. the person you're not talking to. Right. <laughs> um, that's great. And I'm so proud of you for having a positive week. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Marvelous, Good. even. Mm -hmm. Get that toxicity out of your life. I think it's going well so far. I'm not sure, but I think so. I think you're not in contact with enough people if that's really the situation. I posted on Facebook and Instagram yesterday, my personal one, the fact that my son turned 15 yesterday. And then what I wrote was, I shit you not. I posted a picture of the two of us and I wrote, I shit you not. All right, well, <laughs> I'm not the classiest motherfucker out there. But all of a sudden, I realize as my kids' friends are liking it or putting like, I have too many kids on my social media to, to be me. So I start, felt bad. I felt start about kicking it. them off? Is that what you're going to do? No, and nor am I going to monitor what I write either. But I'm just announcing. That's you good. Could sit, 
you could sit there quietly and hear it and I'll be more likely to use more of my verbiage or, you know, you can say you like it. That's great. I wonder, you know, back a few episodes ago, uh, you were having an issue with your children, your kids, friends listening to this podcast. Has that stopped? They have not been harassed about it, but I mean, if you were a 15 year old kid, would you want to listen to this podcast? I mean, it's not. It's not centered for them. It's no. shouldn't be of interest. And then came Fortnite. I think the whole world stopped. And then came Fortnite. Uh, I don't even know what that is, but my kids are playing it too. It's a first-person shooter game, but it's you play as a team. It's the didn't I tell you this? It's the Hunger Games oh. um, meets um, Minecraft because you build things and you have to narrow it down to one person. So both of my kids are in the basement and they've been down there an hour and all of a sudden I hear screaming and cheering and screaming and then they run upstairs. Mallory just finished first out of 100 people in Fortnite and they're just, they're friends all of a sudden because they're on a team and they're playing together like Get My Back and I don't even give a shit anymore that it's a first-person shooter game and it took me years before I would let them play. This is the first time I've ever let them have a game like this. And I don't care. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, cho- I'm choosing other fights altogether. Like, right. Good for you. Smarten the fuck up and do your homework. And you give me A's, you could play whatever you want. I don't care. See, I'm afraid that if I try that, that I'll end up, but you, you'll be like, John, where's John? We need the podcast. And I'll be down <laughs> you'll here. You'll never come out. I'll you'll never, come never, out of the you'll never emerge. Right. Um, I got Ethan's, his AP class, his uh, AP scores. As long as he keeps getting great grades like this, he could play whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care. There you go. I, I'm thrilled. And I sent it to him at camp too. Remember I told you I had to register for his AP class, which is 100 bucks for his test. And he said, I don't want you to open it. I want you to send it to me. I'm like, okay, pay me 100 bucks and I'll send it to you. I paid for that test. I'm going to open it when the results come. But Ooh. I found it I found hey, it. I got online. one last thing. If I could ask you ladies to do me a favor, because I'm, I don't have a will and I might not get have a will if anything ever happens to me where is this going where could where could this possibly go do you need me to hide your sex toys calm down calm down no actually that's larry david so here's what would happen and i i I heard this the other day it's fabulous and this is what i want done for me so when i die i want to be cremated okay Mm -hmm. and then what i want you to do is i want you to go to this store and get a bag of walnuts okay and i want you to break the walnuts and take out all the walnut stuff you can have that you can make muffins or whatever you want to do with it then I want you to take my ashes. I want you to put it in the shell. I want you to glue the shell shut. And then I want you to give them to my friends and say, here's John in a nutshell. No, I can't say I'll be doing that. <laughs> I just don't want to touch your ashes. But first that's, of ador- all, that's adorable. First of all, how many walnuts do you think this is going to? A bag. I mean, that's a lot of walnuts. I would say a bag. You probably no. think there's like 30 in a in a bag. Ashes are like No, you don't have to use like them all. This much full. I just want you to just fill up like 30 or 40 walnuts and give them the You know what you could do at the service, you could hand them. Here's John in a nutshell. Here's Why John in a nutshell. Why don't I take your ashes and make a series Why can't you of do what diamonds? I want? And then give a diamond <laughs> to each member of your family. I think the nutshell is funny. Why don't I find, you know what? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to spread your ashes in the um, Camden River. I'll just stop on the Commodore Barry. That's the Delaware River, but okay. The Delaware River, right. And I'll just throw me over I'll the side. For all mm-hmm. the times I drove across that bridge and said, you know, if I just stop and jump off the side, my pain will be over. And finally, it will happen. I wouldn't die, though, <laughs> in that one. Well, if I was ashes, it wouldn't make a difference. 
Exactly. I'll do that for him. There I'll do go. that for him. I'll, I, I, think that's, I think that's very you. It's perfect, and I'll do that for you. I will wear gloves. So parts. Do you parts. think that his children are going to let you just take uh, a scoop of John and I, put I, it in I, a? Yes, I want that. He has exactly a living will right here. This is legally binding. There Our podcast go. is legally binding. The episode where you know the one called but "People Will Say It's a Comedy Podcast" and therefore not to be taken seriously. No, you need to say something I, that you're of sound mind and body. I want this and you seriously. Really yes. want to do it. Your Honor, ref- we will have to go to the cunt. Your Honor, uh, yes. we cunt have to go to the cunt builder. One the episode, Cuts and then mm-hmm. right, and at the end yes, where John talks about I'm how he wants to be put in nutshells. Yeah. You can please refer back to my podcast uh, episode twenty seven, labeled "cunt sieve" and like pensive, but not <laughs> cunt sieve. And yes, that is that's my goal. All there right, I'll go. take care of it. I appreciate it. Anything oh, else? It's the time to wrap, wrap up, up this bitch. Slip it, rub it down. Rub oh it no. Down. no, no. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to John and Melissa for showing up. Listen, listeners, go ahead and share this podcast with someone you love. Or if you didn't like it, share it with someone you hate. We don't care as long as someone's listening. Please check us out on brilliantobservations.com for our show notes. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Listen Brilliant. If you want to send us feedback, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Um, and that is the pod shell in a nutcast. Thank you guys all for being here. And thanks to you guys for being so funny. Love you. Bye. Bye.